me Famous scenes with drama queens and heroes Acted out there on the silver screen Come grab a seat, popcorn is on me Whole team in the second here. I don't know what that was, Thomas. I just, just I, I was asleep for a second, uh, and then all of a sudden I'm I'm on the air. So it sounds it like you got hairball in your throat. Or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, what was it? Who would who was a hair, hairball? Shrek or donkey? Puss in boots. Yeah. Puss in yeah. boots. Yeah. That's right. Puss in boots. I knew it was from the mm. Shrek. I just forgotten. Gollum. Gollum. Yeah. Gollum. Gollum had a lot of hairballs. That's Thomas Manning. I'm Noel Team Man in the second. Greg Tillman is back there on the Tim Cam, and uh, he, he still doesn't have his microphone working. So now he's still doing that silent film thing, and um, he doesn't quite do it as well as Tim. Nah, Tim was way more, you know, expressionistic. He was with his expressionistic. Yeah. That's exactly right. Expressionistic. I like that word. I'm gonna get a shirt that says Tim's more expressionistic than Greg. I, yeah, I think you can probably find it at the new Goodwill in Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. The biggest, biggest in the country. The biggest in the country. The biggest right. in the country. That is nuts. At least that's what they're saying. The biggest in the country. Have you been yet? I have not been. So I don't even know if it's real or not. I can't, <laughs> I can't verify. So. All right. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see if somebody can uh, let us know uh, if that is the case. Uh, you are watching Meet Me the Movies right here on C19 TV. And if you're listening for the radio version or the podcast, that's through WGWG. Again, we just thank you always for, for taking the time to spend with us as we talk movies. Before we went to the air, Thomas, we were talking about MoviePass is trying to come back. Now, anybody who has been a longtime member of this show uh, or a viewer of this show, it's not a member, not a membership. You can just show up. <laughs> Wait, so they're not paying us for this? <laughs> they're not paying us. But we talked about a thing called MoviePass where you could get like, you could really take advantage of, of getting some movies, like a movie per day, I think is what it was at the time. It failed, and uh, AMC tried to, to pick it up, and Regal tried to do their own version of it as well, and then they've done okay. Pandemic hurt a little bit of that, but MoviePass is trying to come back. Um, I don't think I'm going to give it a shot. They've been begging me to come back, but I don't think I'm going to give it a shot, Thomas. You, you think I should? I think you should because, like, you know, you were able to have some good times with MoviePass before they shut down. And, That's I right. mean, you weren't really hurt by that. They were, but you weren't. So, <laughs> like, right. why not just, you know, yeah. try your luck again? Like, I, I don't think it'll hurt to give it a yeah, shot. Yeah, maybe I'll get on that wait list and try it for a month. We'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. But, you know, I'm not going to theaters as much as I used to. There, there's so That's many true. things that are streaming now. Many of the things we're talking about today, um, actually most of them are streaming. So there's new content out there and the movie theaters are, um, unless you've got the big blockbusters, they are hurting. Uh, they are hurting right now. I mean, that is true, but I still go to movie theaters quite frequently. So if you want, you can you know sign up under your name with that membership because I think you got a special <laughs> offer and then just let me use okay. that. Since <laughs> I don't think that's legal. Uh, so we're not going to do that, Thomas. I, I, at least I'm not going to admit to that on the air uh, because Mr. Tillman would get in trouble and then we get all sorts of non-viewer mail and so we're going to stay away from that. We will stay away from that. All right. All right. Okay. Well, let's dive into movies that you can uh, or you, you can check out if you have some of these streaming platforms. Uh, there is a new Sylvester Stallone film. Uh, and I say new because it's newly released. It's called Samaritan. This is on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's based on a 2014 graphic novel uh, directed by Julius Avery. Uh, Thomas, this was supposed to be released back in 2020. Something happened. MGM got bought out by Amazon, and so 
th this film was kind of bouncing around. They had several release dates. They were going to get this into theaters, but then finally they decided, ah, we'll just stream it. We'll just stream it, and that's exactly what's happened. Uh, and, and sometimes when things go directly to streaming, that's not always a bad thing. I mean, The Gray Man was one of those that we really liked and we would have loved to have seen. Or The Irish the Man. Or The Irish Man, yeah. which was in theaters too, but yeah, the Samaritan, uh, <laughs> maybe it probably is left best on streaming. Oh, well, I'll give you my take on this. Uh, the story's written by Braggy Schultz, who did Escape Room. Remember Escape Room? Oh, I do remember we Escape liked Room. That, that was the um, uh, beginning of 2020, I think. Yeah, I think a couple so. Couple months before the before everything I think happened. So. Yeah. Um, he also wrote the uh, graphic novel that this was based on, and in essence, it follows uh, two super enhanced brothers who pursue different lifestyles. Uh, one wants to go the path for good, and the other not so good path. So you know, sibling rivalries, Cain and Abel kind of thing. Uh, the two brothers, their names are Samaritan and Nemesis. That's their soup name. Uh, they supposedly died in this massive fire while they were fighting each other. That was decades ago, so now we kind of flash forward and there's conspiracy theories that at least one of these is still alive. Maybe one of them didn't die. There have been sightings, kind of like Elvis. You know, is Elvis, did Elvis really die? That's, or, or Tupac. Or, or Tupac, yeah, yeah those right. are the conspiracy theories that, that, are, that are, uh, are, are still out there. And the question is, if this, if Samaritan is the one that's really the, the one they think survived, if Samaritan survived, where's he been in hiding? Well, there's a kid who is obsessed with Samaritan, obsessed with the conspiracy theories, and he believes that the man across the street who just happens to be a garbage man, played by Sylvester Stallone, is the long-lost hero and the long-lost echo, exiled hero, Samaritan. Uh, and if he's right, the city may just be ripe for this resurrection. That kind of sets up the story. I'm not going to go into it uh, very deep uh, because I just kind of let you know how I feel about it. Um, the writing on this is pretty weak, Thomas. Um, the acting, other than Stallone, is pretty mediocre um, at best. And at worst, there are some scenes that are pretty over the top. Uh, and that kind of bothered me was there was a, a lack of balance. Um, I, I couldn't really find myself getting um, you know, brought into this world because at times it was it was really exaggerated and at times it felt kind of natural and because of that the pacing suffered as well uh, the editing was off a bit at times there was one scene where there was some de-aging techniques and it was horrible it was not the Irishman yeah it was it was pretty pretty dang bad uh, I feel if it had settled itself into being extreme or if it settled itself into being kind of realistic in this world it would have uh, would have probably been a much better film uh, one highlight, the action sequences uh, were mostly practical. I, I like that. I think that worked. Uh, and Stallone, he was 74 at the time. He's 76 now, but 74 at the time. And he, he's still in pretty good shape. And he felt, he, he seemed to feel comfortable in the role. And I actually liked him in the role. Um, but if you're looking for a superhero film that's outside of the MCU or outside of the DC, um, because you're kind of tired of those, I'd recommend going back to the Unbreakable Trilogy. I think you'll enjoy that uh, quite a bit more. So Samaritan, a C minus, a C minus rating for Samaritan, the not so good one. All right, so let me ask you this. Considering the, you know, what Samaritan, the character, he's been in retirement this whole time, and I assume he gets thrust back into a conflict. 
That seems like kind of prime time for a training montage with Sylvester Stallone. Are there any training you know, montages? There are no really good training montages. I would have loved to have seen yeah. it. Uh, but no, nothing like that. But good question. Yeah. Uh, maybe that would have helped the movie uh, yeah. just yeah, I mean, a little bit. That that might have convinced me to you know sit through the entire movie. But now I'm I'm just I don't know if I'm going to approach it at all. Yeah, he was taking care of business. It was like Rocky on ultra steroids. Oh wow! And 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 with a little bit of the super soldier serum. That's pretty much what we saw in Samaritan. But. Yeah, I'm not going to recommend it. So Samaritan was directed by Julius Avery, and he's only directed a handful of films. Uh, one of those that I actually stumbled across last week just by chance. It's on HBO Max right now streaming and also on Hulu. It's called Son of a Gun, and it's a crime thriller from 2014. Uh, that's not to be confused with the um, spinoff from Elf called Son of a Nutcracker, right? That, yeah, yeah, a little bit different. Okay. And also uh -huh. the, the, the name that George Tillman calls me behind my back. That's <laughs> George something. Tillman? Who's George <laughs> Tillman? Who is that, Greg's, man? Greg's, <laughs> Greg's long-lost brother, George <laughs> Tillman. Where did that come from? I have no idea, Greg. I don't know what that was. It's like he hasn't known you his whole life or something. Listen, that was meant to be an entirely separate joke, but it just... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, go ahead. I will not interrupt you again if I can help it. <laughs> Moving on. Son of a Gun, directed by Julius Avery. So I was honestly quite frustrated with how conflicted I felt on this one. Um, so the first act is essentially a prison break movie. Um, and then the second half transitions into a heist movie. And I think the central heist is very well done. It's very thrilling. And the action is directed um, you know, with a lot of you know clear vision um but then the movie peaks there basically the heist comes in at like an hour and 15 minutes but there's still 30 40 minutes left of the movie and those last 30 40 minutes are structured very strangely they're trying to tie up all these character arcs all these emotional yeah. arcs and it just there's certain threads here that they should have connected here but it's like they're not threading the needle like they should um and also another drawback on this Brenton Thwaites is actually the lead uh, performer, and um, I think his characterization, his performance left a lot to be desired. I found his character a lot less interesting than the side characters like Ewan McGregor's character, who's kind of this um, you know, career criminal who's been, um, you know, who's been in prison for a while, but then gets out and takes on this, you know, one more job. I found his character a lot more compelling than the you know, central 19-year-old uh, played by Britton Thwaites. And yeah. then um, there's also Alicia Vikander is in this, who we've seen, uh, done a lot of great work. She was an ex-Machina. She was also in The Green Knight. Uh, she was Lara Croft Tomb Raider yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, her performance is uh, you know, really, really wonderful in this. But it's there were just so many times where I was like, I just do not care about this main character as much as I do all the people around him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's never a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. When, when the main character is like, ah, just get rid of them. Let's just, we're done. Yeah. Let's, let me just look at these other guys and gals. Yeah. Let, me, let me check them out. Yeah. So Julius Avery is an uh, Australian film director. And I think this is almost like his version of a Michael Mann film. Okay. Um, and you have the shots of a car cruising through city streets in a hot summer night with you know, this moody alternative pop music right. playing yeah. over the soundtrack. And then you have these characters who are their true professionals. They don't mess around. They're going to do a good job of what they do. But I think Michael Mann has a way of making you actually feel something, you know, yeah. in your soul or in your heart with his movies. But this one didn't have the same effect. Um, I'm not going to say it left me feeling like empty or numb because I 
the last shot in this movie I was a big fan of, um, and I think it was a really great character moment, great emotional beat, um, but the journey to get to that last shot and those last you know, 30 to 40 minutes, as I mentioned, it was just too uneven and um, too, too many missteps along the way. It didn't feel as complete or you know, fully encapsulating um, as you would have felt in a similar moment, similar yeah. final shot with the Michael Mann movie. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Uh, this, this director, anything else this director's done that you would recommend? Yes, exactly. Okay. All right, so if both of these Julius Avery movies didn't work for you, there is one that I think will work, and it's Overlord yes. from 2018. Uh, yes. It's a truly brilliant film. I think it's one of the best zombie films in recent memory. It's not your traditional zombie movie, uh, but it definitely is you know, inspired and along those same lines. It's a World War II period piece, um, and it's produced by Abrams and Bad Robot. Yeah. Definitely got a lot of that sci-fi feel to it. Um, and it's... Um, it's available right now on Hulu and Sling TV. Uh, seek that one out. It's got a great performance from Wyatt Russell. Yeah, who, it's a wonderful film. Yeah. It's a it's a historical fiction sci-fi horror epic. Yeah, is the way that I remember describing it. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, if you know Quentin Tarantino directed Inglorious, but made, <laughs> but, right. made but made it a uh, zombie film. Yes, almost. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that, that Overlord definitely check check that one out from the same director. So what is your rating for uh, Son of a Gun? Yeah, Son of a Gun, I'll give it a C plus. Okay. Uh, Overlord, I'll give that a solid A minus. Yeah, and I'm right there with you. I know we didn't uh, let uh, Mr. Tillman know we were gonna talk about Overlord, but uh, sorry, uh, I, 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 it was, it's worth talking about because both of the movies we've talked about so far are not worth checking yeah. out for the most part. Yeah. So uh, you are watching Meet Me at the Movies and uh, we appreciate you spending time with us. Noel Manning here, Thomas Manning. Uh, over there and Greg Tillman uh, back there on the Tim Cam, not to be uh, confused with Mr. George uh, Tillman, who uh, works with George Foreman. Uh, it's a, a boxer grill kind of thing going on. Yeah. So, uh, and, yeah. and there was Henry Tillman, who was a boxer, who actually beat Mike Tyson in the Olympics. Did you know that? I, was that after Mike Tyson beat you in the that was, uh, pre Olympic That trials. was after right, that, right. exactly. So hang around. For more Meet Me at the Movies when we come back, we are going to be talking about Mike Tyson, more boxing uh, right here on this show. We, we also, this ought to be like a sports roundup. We, we do need Tim Foster and some of the other, Fulvia Brooks here to talk about some of these movies. So hang around, quick intermission right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Bliss Carroll, your host for Cleveland Connections, the show that explores what's happening at Cleveland Community College. Join us as we sit down with members of faculty and staff to discuss programs of study, upcoming events, and other exciting campus news. We'll have a new show for you each month on C19 TV, or you can stream us online at c19.tv. Tune in and connect with Cleveland Community College on Cleveland Connections.
At CCC, we're all about training students for exciting careers. Our Barber Academy is a great example. Did you know jobs for barbers, stylists, and other related fields are increasing? Competition for the best jobs will be strong. With your CCC training, you'll have a definite edge. Our courses give you the skills and knowledge you need to sit for North Carolina's Apprentice Barber Exam. To move up the ladder, you need at least one year of on-the-job training before you take the state's registered barber exam. If you pass, it's official. You'll be a registered barber. While private barber schools can cost $10,000 or more, CCC makes it affordable. Plus, you can complete our Barber Academy in only 15 months. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today? Won't you come and meet me at the movies? Won't you come and watch the movies and all team Manning the second here with Thomas Manning uh, and Greg Tillman. And we found out during the break, Greg, that your great-grandfather's name was George? George Tillman? So, Thomas, I guess you, you were... Kind of going back in time? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I actually knew him in a past life. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, Greg doesn't believe that at all. We used to have coffee and play checkers and chess. So, yeah, <laughs> Sunday, he, Sunday mornings you know, in the snack shop. I was kind of back when he said, you know, i tell you what, Thomas, what you need to do is when you get older, you need to create some kind of coffee shop that, that kind of makes people buck up and, 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 and look up at the stars. That's exactly what they should do. So is that what happened then? I, could, I literally could not have said it better myself. That's, it's almost like you were there with us in that memory. So. See, I, I just felt it. I just felt it. Well, well, uh, something else that you can feel in life if you got a chance to get near a guy named Mike Tyson were his punches. Uh, even if you were not in the ring, and there is a new series uh, that you can check out on Hulu, then let me say it is not endorsed uh, by Mike Tyson. Uh, he, he did not uh, give this his uh, stamp of approval, uh, but the series is does really offer an interesting look at the life of Tyson, and it goes all the way from his childhood to his present day, uh, and it's done with these little life vignettes, and there's voiceover narration uh, as if Mike Tyson is doing it himself. There are times that uh, the person playing Mike Tyson will actually, um, Travante Rhodes from Moonlight actually plays Mike Tyson. And he's amazing. He is absolutely phenomenal in this. And there are times that if you close your eyes and listen, you wouldn't even, you would think it was Mike Tyson. He gets the mannerisms right. He gets the inflection right. He gets the voice right. Um, and these, these life vignettes that he's kind of voicing over and breaking the third wall and looking at the camera and talking set up a, a really interesting take on a biopic done in the series. Um, Mike Tyson uh, has been known to do these kind of one-man shows to kind of talk through his life. And in this, they kind of uh, take the one-man shows where you're seeing like a TED Talk unfolding, and he's looking up at the screen, and there's, there's images, and then it goes to that life vignette. And that's a really interesting take on doing a, a biopic within a series or in a film. Uh, the, the people behind this are, are the same ones that did I, Tanya, and also Pam and Tommy. So they know how to take biopics and do them in a different way. Uh, Craig Gillespie, um, Gillespie and Steven Rogers, not Steven Rogers, the uh, superhero. This is a whole different one. Um, they, they do look at this kind of wild and crazy life story of Tyson in, in their own quirky way. And, and for me, it really does work. Uh, Harvey Keitel uh, also stars in this as uh, the famous trainer, uh, Customato and Russell Hornsby. You like Russell Hornsby stars as Don King. Um, one of the things I love about this take on Tyson from an acting standpoint, it's not parody. 
And it, I think it would be so easy to take um, a, a figure like Mike Tyson and make it yeah. parody, but to me it, it doesn't feel, feel parody. I, I like the casting, uh, the creative concept, the editing all worked for me, and the story really was appealing. Uh, a full disclaimer here, uh, I'm a boxing fan, and I was especially a huge boxing fan during the rise of Mike Tyson, so I have a, kind of a special place in my heart uh, for, for stories about this. Um, it, it does show the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, of Mike's life and the world of boxing, uh, but the series, uh, for most most part, really did work well for me. Um, even though um, there are times that it can be disjointed because it's bouncing back and forth, so I can see where it could throw some people off. But I was really intrigued on how the story was told. Uh, Tyson himself, his life, he himself is a fascinating figure. And when you look at his story from beginning to where we are now, it almost feels unreal. And, and uh, The Hangover, you know, he even parried <laughs> yeah. him himself in The Hangover. And I, I just got to say, if you're a fan of, of life biopics, uh, with some exaggeration, this may be something that will work for you, um, even if you're not a boxing fan. And you mentioned from the same creators as uh, I, Tanya, and I remember specifically in I, Tanya, just the ice skating sequences were so well put together yeah. and just beautifully choreographed. So do they kind of take that same approach to establishing the sequences for the boxing? Is, oh, it, yeah. is that very well done? Oh, yeah. The, the boxing sequences were amazing. I, I, was, I was really impressed. And the use of multiple angles for getting those boxing shots really played well for this. Uh, for me, a solid B-plus rating for Mike. Any other questions or thoughts? Uh, I'm, I honestly didn't know much about this before this conversation, but I am quite intrigued by it now, especially hearing Harvey, Harvey Keitel's attached yeah. and, uh, and the guy from Moonlight. Uh, sounds like great cast and um, sounds like a really interesting uh, approach to the story. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's, you know, and so much of Mike Tyson's life played out uh, in the headlines. Uh, there, there was very little that we didn't know about Tyson. And so for someone, I think, going into this, if they feel like they've already, they know all of Tyson's life, they're not, they, don't, they don't feel like they're going to get anything new. Well, maybe not, but you're going to get it, I think you're going to have it told in a new and different way. So B-plus rating for Mike, which you can find on Hulu. Thomas, I think we've got time for an emergency right now, don't we? That's right. We are going to talk about Emergency, which is a film currently streaming on Amazon, premiered at Sundance uh, earlier in 2022, and it was actually based on a short film, which directed by Kerry Williams, and he directed this feature as well. He made a short film in 2018, which won awards at Sundance, and turned this film, turned the story into a feature film this year. Uh, and I'm pretty confident this is going to end up on my best of 2022 really? list. Yes. Um, Absolutely. It's uh, so the premise: you have two college students, and they're planning an epic night of partying in their final semester. It's almost like a super bad or a book smart type dynamic, you know, starting it off. And one of them, one of the characters, is the guy that does this kind of partying thing all the time. Then the other one is the straight A student, okay. the guy looking to get into med school. He's like going to Princeton, and um, so you have those that kind of push and pull between them, but. Shortly after their night of partying begins, they circle back to their apartment just for a moment and they find this girl who they've never seen before just passed out unconscious on their floor. And this is kind of where the racial element of the film comes into play. So, you know, both of the guys, they're two black students and the roommate 
who was in the other room um, just obliviously playing the video games the whole time. He didn't know about any of this until he comes in. He's also Latino, he's a person of color. And then um, the girl they find on the floor is white. And so there's that kind of racial dynamic that um, is a through line with the whole film. And so obviously they're quite hesitant to call the police in a situation like this. It's uh, unfortunate, but they, they are very aware of the factors of very realistic factors of society and just the kind of racial perceptions. Right. And, you know, one of one of them, uh, so Kunle is the character, he's the straight A student, he's played by Donald Watkins, and he thinks, okay, I think we can call the police, I think we'll be okay, everything will work out fine. But then, you know, his friend, Sean, um, he he's like, I, I just do not feel comfortable doing that. There's gotta be a better solution. And they debate about what to do, but ultimately decide they're gonna discreetly take her somewhere safe, get her help, but try to remain out of the spotlight and try to you know, get her help without anybody you know, knowing that they were involved in any way. Okay. And of course you know that nothing over the course of this night is gonna go right. right. Everything that can possibly go wrong does. Parts of it almost feel like a weekend at Bernie's type thing. I was going to say, yes. I was yes. say this seems yeah. like something happened at Weekend at Bernie's. Yes, the, <laughs> the dark comedy and the physical humor and almost some slapstick is truly hilarious. Um, but there's also a terrifying element to the yeah. film as well. Um, it's a movie about your worst fears coming true. Um, and there's a singular moment in the third act of the movie and that had been planted pretty much since they first discovered the girl on their in, uh, on their apartment floor. Um, we'd been building this emotional climax, this narrative climax, and when it hits, it hits like a freight train. And you know, what makes it even more horrifying is that this is something that is based in reality and something that could very well happen yeah, yeah. in the world we live in. Um, and I think a lot of um, the emotional effectiveness in this film comes down to the editing as well. It's just edited extremely well and um, delivering on the script, the script was written by uh, Katie Davila, uh, who did fantastic work, but as I said, directed by Kerry Williams in uh, his, only his second feature film, wow. but it was just such command of, you know, every element of the filmmaking, wow. and uh, I was thoroughly impressed by Emergency, and uh, a lot of people I talked to uh, who have called it on Amazon after it, you know, came out through um, Sundance. A lot of people I've talked to have been like, yeah, this is uh, this is one of the best of the year, and I 100% I agree with that sentiment. That's incredible. You know, yeah. first half of the show, I guess we should have led with with a you know a really good film because yeah. Samaritan, which is also on, on Amazon, is one I recommend you staying away from. Emergency, Thomas is saying one of the best of the year. Um, so, uh, any other final thoughts or comments you want to make sure you share about Emergency? Uh, it's just you know photographed beautifully as yeah. well and um, it's a lot of it takes place at night so you know finding ways to play with lighting play with the shadows yeah, yeah. Um, and just um, it can create some just the atmospheric vibes of it all of a you know a night of a night that starts out to be a night of leisure a night of fun and then turns into a night of horror yeah um and so yeah just uh, from top to bottom big fan of emergency and honestly i'm going to give it a solid a okay solid a for emergency you can find that on amazon um available now uh we are almost out of time but i do want to uh, let you know if you're one of the three people who never saw top gun top gun was in theaters all summer uh, and and thomas i don't remember you wouldn't remember this, but the last time I remember a film 
remaining this long in a theater and this strong honestly goes back probably to Titanic. And Titanic did it forever. Greg will remember this. I mean, Titanic was in theaters forever. What were you going to say? You actually forget that I saw that movie in theaters with George Tillman. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right, George Tillman. That was in a whole other life you did that. But I, it's been such a long time since the film has been dominant, especially in the summer, and, and just had control. And Top Gun did that, surprised everybody. Well, now you can watch it where, Thomas? You can watch it at home, finally. Yeah, it's available on digital, and uh, it will be hitting physical media like Blu-ray and 4K in uh, the month of September. I'm not sure of that exact date, but uh, it's but you can watch it on digital now, video on demand. And it's still in some select theaters, so if you do want to watch it in some still theaters. Still playing here in Shelby. Yeah, playing in Shelby, uh, or it was as of the taping uh, uh, recording of, of this show. But yeah, just amazing to me what this movie did for the summer. And, and it actually, I think in many ways, it saved the box office for the summer uh, because other films, um, not a lot of films that were close behind it, that's for sure. Uh, so Top Gun Maverick, you can find that at home now. Uh, movie quote of the week, this does come from Samaritan. Uh, this was actually one of the really good things that came out of Samaritan. A movie quote, uh, the things that you bury tend to haunt you. So until next time, for Thomas Manning, uh, for Greg Tillman back on the Tim Cam, I am Noel T. Manning II for Meet Me at the Movies. We appreciate you, uh, and that is a wrap.